What is up, everyone? Welcome to the Fight Like Hell podcast. We're coming to you, episode 74. And it is October 29th. It is a Saturday. It's Halloween weekend eve. I have my lovely co-host sitting to my left, Austin. And then, how are you doing first, Austin? I'm doing good. There's a spider on my screen. Okay, eat it. Um, and then below us, who do we have? Now we have um, someone who we've been friends with on Instagram, following for a while. He's been, and that is Mr. Zeke Curry. How's it going? Doing well, gentlemen. How are you? Good. That spider is extra protein, by the way. I know, right? At first, I was like, "What is that?" And then I was like, "Oh." Zeke, um, when we when we do this podcast, we like to introduce our guests at first. And what we usually tell them is just give us like anywhere from a minute to like five minute backstory on who you are and like where you're from and just like a little little teaser about who you are. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, originally from Baltimore, Maryland, uh, born and raised in East Baltimore, um, started working in the hospitality business uh, in that area. Got married. Uh, my wife and I bought a house in southern Pennsylvania. Lived in southern PA for about six years. Uh, then we moved out to western Pennsylvania, uh, where I worked at a ski resort for a few years. Uh, then we moved to Colorado, where I worked at a small luxury property for a year. Then we moved back to Baltimore, um, where I got a job with the hotel company I'm with now. Uh, worked in Baltimore for a few years. Then we transferred out to San Diego, spent three years in San Diego. Um, and then moved to South Florida. Now I'm in uh, Southeast Florida, while working for the same hotel company I've been with now for about seven years. Um, we're married, two kids, uh, big into fitness, uh, big into outdoors, um, crazy fitness journey. Just was heavy, heavy, heavy at one point. Lost a bunch of weight, up and down. But um, that's kind of the short version of the long story for me. Yeah, and we'll we'll definitely get into more details on your backstory and why we thought you'd have been actually a really good guest. But first, we got to hit some of our promotions. Our first sponsor of the Fight Like Hell podcast is Invicta Coffee Co. They're a veteran-owned coffee company out of sunny Arizona, where the state is currently not on fire. <laughs> and they have our friend over at Invicta Spencer has a lot of really good coffees. One of our favorite ones are the bourbon pecan, which was a collab with sister Dale distilling. If you would like to get some really good coffee, head on over to their website, use the promo code fight like hell, all one word again, fight like hell. And you can save a little bit of money on some really good coffee. Our next official Sponsor of the podcast is PatriotCookies.co. They are a veteran-owned cookie company out of Florida. Uh, our good friend Johnny B. Tack Fit is our cookie dealer, and he makes a lot of different types of really good cookies, everything from the unhealthy traditional cookies to wild, like, mashed-up flavors and some even like healthy, like vegan alternative cookies. If you would like to save 15% on some really good cookies that he's shipping around the States. Um, I don't know if he does international, 
Well, I know he does. Uh, I, I don't think so. I mean, I don't, I don't so, think yeah. hold up well at think, all. Uh, yeah. But anyways, if you'd like to get some really good cookies, head on over to his website. Use the promo code Fight Like Hell, all one word, Fight Like Hell, and save fifteen percent on some delicious cookies. That be it. Let's get into this. All right. Yeah, I, th- I think I might order some cookies on Monday. I was just thinking that cookies sound good. Cookies and coffee. Well, he's he's not that far from you, Zeke. He's oh, really? right down the road from you. Okay. Well, there he's you in, go. He's in Naples. Okay, that's yeah, on the other Naples. side. Yeah, that's on the west coast of Florida for sure. Yeah. So it's where are you out of? Uh, we're I'm in Jensen Beach, which is I guess between Miami and Daytona. I guess is the best way to put it. Um, north of Stewart. Uh, I work in West Palm Beach, but I live 45 miles north in Jensen Beach. So our house is about probably 10-12 minutes from the beach. Okay. You know where like uh, Pembroke Pines is? No, no. We've only been here a year and a half, so we're not real familiar with it. You know where Hollywood Beach is? I do know where Hollywood Beach is, yes. Yeah, so if you go west of Hollywood Beach, like 45 minutes, um, in Broward County still, there's a place called Pembroke Pines, and that's that's actually where I grew up. I remember you telling me that for sure, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I thought you grew up in Alaska. I just tell people that because Alaska is <laughs> way fucking cooler than Florida. <laughs> All right. So let's get into weekend adventures. Let's talk about, well, I mean, it's literally the weekend right now. And I guess we can talk about things that happened last weekend and or this weekend. Your choice. Let's actually go with our guests first, Zeke, because you had a couple things that were going on this weekend. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, my son. Yeah, my son is finishing up his uh, marching band season, so he had his MPAs, which is kind of like their biggest competition of the year, uh, their last competition at his. It was actually at his high school, so um, they do the full marching band on the field, formations, movements, different songs. It's actually really, really interesting to watch. I never thought that it would be that interesting until my son got into it. And when you watch these kids kind of go through these practices where they have to be in a certain spot each time and through certain movements, it's it's really impressive that these kids can play an instru- instrument, march around on the field, hit formations, move. I mean, it's just, it's pretty amazing. So uh, so he does that, he plays percussion. He's on drum line this year. But um, yeah, so that was pretty much what we did for the evening. Um, this morning was pretty chill, hit the gym. Um, then just laid around the house, was pretty lazy today. Took my daughter to a sleepover, so the house is empty right now. Uh, wife's asleep, and uh, I'm on the podcast. My son's probably going to go out with his friends afterwards tonight. So he may, uh, if you hear a little noise coming in the front door, because I'm right by the front door, it may be him at some point. But uh, pretty chill. Uh, tomorrow, you know, we're very active in our church. My son plays at, uh, on the worship team at our church, so he plays guitar for that. And then uh, my wife works there on Sunday. So that's pretty much half of our day tomorrow. And then probably watch some football and then just chill for the rest of the day. Maybe do some meal prep. Okay. Okay. Cool. (laughs) Cool. Very cool. No, like the, the marching band stuff is actually very interesting. Like, um, one of, one of my best friends that I grew up with was in the marching band and, you know, I would go out to watch our trash ass football team play and uh, <laughs> mainly just see him out there doing his stuff in the marching band. Yeah. And I used to make fun of him a lot for it, but at the same time, he was actually like way cooler than me. So yeah. it was, it was more jealousy, I think than anything right. because 
I too would sit there thinking, I'm like, Kevin, how do you like know? Like, how do you not run into the person in front of you? Right. Yeah. It's pretty He's rad. He's like, yeah, I posted a couple practiced. things in my story today, just kind of like some videos of it. And, uh, you know, we watched their practice one time and they spend like hours upon hours where, you know, mm-hmm, like, yeah. their band director will be up in the top where they, the football, you know, where they do the broadcasting for the football is. And then he'll make them run through it and stop and then check. They have little cards to tell them where they're supposed to be. And so it's, it's, it's pretty cool to watch these kids. Yeah. And obviously your son has musical talent because you said he's percussion and he plays guitar for your church. Yeah. So he, and I don't, that didn't come from either my wife or myself. Neither of us are musically inclined. <laughs> so I, I don't know where he got it from. You but, too. Um, but yeah, I know. Right. Well, my wife had a guitar that she had for the longest time prior to meeting me and it was an acoustic mm-hmm. guitar. And my son just said, Hey, you know, I want to learn how to play this. So we had somebody start coming to the house when we were in California and the guy comes in and he's like, all right, well, you're going to learn a song. What song do you want to learn? And he's like, Oh, I don't know. Stairway to heaven. And the guy looked at him and was like, that's like the hardest song in the world to play. And he's like, I want to learn it. So they spent like, I don't know how many months learning Stairway to Heaven. And then after a while, he was like, all right, I want to move on to something else. So um, and he just kept practicing, kept practicing and just, you know, was always into it. And he's just he's gotten better over time. So he's always done percussion for school. That was his thing for band was percussion, even in middle school. But mm-hmm. he just he always wants to play guitar. So he's he's good. And now he's taking singing lessons. Well, he's doing choir now in high school. Mm-hmm. And so he's doing band and choir because he wants to learn how to sing. So I don't know, maybe future rock star. Who knows? But he's got great music taste. That's the best part about it. Like he's 15, yeah. he's 16 in January and he loves 90s alternative. He loves like uh, classic rock, you know, and he actually likes jazz, too. He's in jazz band in high school as well. So, you know, mm-hmm. he's he's doing all the right stuff, man. I'm no, that's not going that's, that's very 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 lucky especially yeah. like I, I think like i don't know I, I i played a lot of sports in high school and what were you doing when you were 15 or 16 rob i was playing a lot of like competitive hockey and traveling quite a bit well yeah my parents were still like driving me around to tournaments or i would have to go with the school or whatever but what i was gonna get at is my buddy who is also in the marching band we would have so much stuff to do after school that we would find ourselves not like effing off and like getting involved with the kids that were like doing drugs and just like i mean i smoked weed and stuff a couple of times when i was in high school I mean, of course. but it was i don't know like i know people that that played no sports and they didn't have shit to do after school and they were constantly getting in trouble. So I, th- I think it's really good when when a child is is involved, like, you know, they're becoming yeah. a young adult and they're involved with some sort of sport or something. Yeah, so. I, th- I think it teaches a lot of responsibility, too. I mean, my son, uh, he bit off a lot this year as far as his schedule goes at school, you know, in addition to band and choir. And like I said, with our church, what he's doing, I mean, he gets up at five every Sunday for me to take him to church early. Um, he's also doing junior ROTC. So this is his second year in junior ROTC. Um, oh snap! Yeah, it's a lot of commitment. Like he's he's uh, right now he's pretty. He hasn't 100% decided, but he feels pretty good that he might end up going in the Air Force. 
So is I mean, he? Well, he has to be smart to do that. He's got all A's right now in one B. So he's he's doing, well. He's smart enough. Yeah, he's doing good. He's like, he, like I said, he's doing everything. He's moving in the right direction. So, but um, you know, it does teach that discipline. You know, and it's mm. it's, it's cool to see that. You know, he loves that he's got to dress up for school once a week, wear his uniform and tie and hat and everything. And you know what I mean. So it's it's teaching them to be young men, which is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. And and speaking of like challenges, um, he actually did the twenty-two challenge with yeah. you. Yep. <laughs> yeah, he heard me talking about it and he was like, I want to do it with you. So, you know, we we did it. I mean, it was, you know, and Hell, us, there, there were there were days he dragged you out because you didn't want to do it. He and he's like, No, Dad, I want to yep. do this. Let's go. Hundred percent. He called me out a couple of times where I was like, Man, I'm tired. I don't want to do it. And he's like, Let's go, let's get it done. And you know, he motivated me to do it. So we uh we have like a three mile loop in our neighborhood that we walk sometimes. So that was kind of what we did was that three and a half to four mile walk. Mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, it was, it was, it was cool. It was a good bonding time. We got to talk, we got to, you know, it, it was good. There was a couple of times, the one day I was struggling and he was way ahead of me. I had to tell him to slow down, but uh, he's also <laughs> 15 and I'm 43. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> he's, I can beat him in the gym when it comes to lifting, but he's got a little more cardiovascular endurance than the old man. does. Oh yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool, cool. Well, yeah. sounds like sounds like you've had eventful weekends and yeah. we'll continue to have eventful weekends. Austin, how about you? Nothing. 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 Like usual. Like usual. Did nothing. <laughs> uh, he's the easiest person to ask. Like right. unless he hangs out with me or something. Do like he, he doesn't do anything. I stay home and do nothing. Are you guys in the Wait, same state? Do you live in the same area or no? He lives no, in Arizona. No. I live in Oregon. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> He's busy hanging out with like hippies and doing drugs. Yeah. And... All the time. Every day. <laughs> Every day. Well, yeah. Uh, no, I mean, if we lived in the same state, we'd probably be doing a lot more adventures. But yeah, yeah I don't think it's it. It's crazy yeah. you say that because I know Rob and I talked about this before, you know, on just back and forth on Instagram about how, you know, I actually I have more friends. My wife kind of laughs at me, not laughs at me, but she thinks it's funny that, you know, I have more friends on Instagram that I talk to on a daily basis oh, 100%. over the years than I do in real life. You know, I mean, I, I, I met I, Rob through Instagram. Exactly. I mean, I, I mean, I'm you saying like all three of us on Instagram. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, but it's, it's crazy how I, you know, it, I guess it's just easier to connect. It's easier to talk. It's easier to, you know, message back and forth. You're seeing each other's lives and what's going on in your story. So you kind of feel like you're there in a sense, I guess. Yeah, I think all my friends I have I met on on either Instagram or other social media. Like that's how I met people I talked to. Yeah, no, definitely. And I mean, I I met Zeke I think around the time that either it was before the seventy five hard or when I was doing seventy five hard. I think we found each other through like hashtags on like 75 hard stuff because you've always been yeah. a big supporter of like first form yep. and um i'll go to your page and i'm like this guy gets up every fucking morning at like 4 a.m <laughs> 5 a.m to work out i'm like what the fuck is wrong with people that do this he's like discipline over motivation discipline over motivation yeah, I'm, like, yeah, I'm, sure. I'm sleeping i'll do my <laughs> right. workout at, at night yeah you can you can have your your morning workouts but now i just i always found you you fascinating and and it's funny because like we ran into an issue probably about a month ago where we we had a guest like 
kind of screw us over three times in a row and mess up our rotation. And we're sitting there like looking at, like we have a list of people that we've talked to about bringing on the podcast and some of the people we've already talked to and, you know, we're talking about November or December timeframe and out of nowhere, I was like, why is not Zeke come on the podcast? Why haven't we asked Curry to come on? <laughs> that that dude is always up in the morning. Like he'll he'll work out through injuries. He'll work out when he's tired. Like like it's just it's yeah. motivational and it's definitely like that fight like hell attitude. And like to be completely transparent, you know, you've known me for probably like two years now. Yeah, and you've seen some of my like highest and lowest moments and you have been one of my friends who have celebrated my highs, but also have been there for me at my lowest moments when, when I was hurting bad, whether yeah. it was physically or emotionally. And like, it's just, you're a great dude. So I was like, we need to have Z-Con. Thanks man. That means a lot. I appreciate that. Don't make me cry. Yeah. I'm not a cry. No, I almost <laughs> cried fucking saying all that. I was like, damn. Cause no, like, it's crazy. I mean, Rob gets Rob's super emotional, so it's okay. No, and it's yeah. it's you know when you when you connect with someone like that, it's definitely uh, creates a bond, you know, a brotherhood, and that's you know whether it's first form family or save our six, that's kind of what drew me to you know to all of you guys, to vigilant and humble and save mm -hmm. our six was that it was a family of people, and I've met so many people through both of you and and on that I still chat with and just stay connected in the community of you know social media nowadays can be very. I don't know. It gets too crazy. It gets oh, too. Oh yeah. It's just. It's got a lot of BS and a lot of like fake people and a lot of you know. It's just like it's fake. And then to meet real people who do real stuff, who care about each other, and who have a connection and a family. To me, that's what I like about social media. That's what I try to get out of social media. You know, and that's what was Save Our Six was huge. You know, and that's why you know when I met when I connected when we connected and started messaging back and forth, I was like, this is this is what I'm all about. You know, so it's cool. So I appreciate those comments, man. Thank you. Yeah, definitely, dude. I mean, like, it it means a lot. And just, I, I don't know. Actually, Austin, um, when you get a sec, bring up Zeke's page. Because um, one of the things I've talked to Austin about, I'm like, I'm just going to kind of say it, put you a little bit on blast. Like, I don't understand how you don't, you don't get a big, a bigger influence just because of the fact that, like, you're constantly out like um go to one of his videos or whatever and then um <laughs> which ones he has like 50 million of the same well, thing just pick pick one of the like the uh, one him drinking so stuff that, that <laughs> that's me doing my uh my my level one protein shake you know it's and that's the thing is that the problem with instagram is that to get followers and to get you know it's like it's all just it's so ridiculous like when i look at some of my reels that have you know, 10,000 views or something crazy like that or ridiculous. It's like the dumbest stuff ever. You know, it's not yeah. like my ones of me like working out and my fitness ones or me trying to be motivational. It's mm -hmm. like, you know, my dog got 7,000 views right there of me with my dog. Uh, hey, like, dogs are cute. I okay. mean, dogs go off. Allie <laughs> brings in some numbers for me too. <laughs> but it's like, for me, it's just, it's crazy because I'll get messages from people sometimes that say, you know, I saw your post this morning and it made me want to work out or I saw your post that made me get up. And, you know, so to me, those are the things that that's why I do it, you know, and 
you get, I get a lot of people that, I don't want to say make fun of me, but you know, some people at work will talk smack, like, oh, what do you think you're a fitness influencer? Or, and that's not what it's about. I'm not trying to be an influencer. I have a job. Yeah. I make the money. You know, I just want to motivate people. You know, I want to motivate other 40-year-old dads like me, other normal people that are not jacked and ripped. And, you know, you see these people online that are jacked because of either TRT or steroids or whatever, and it's just not real. And you can't relate mm -hmm. to those people. You know, so that's why I post and that's why I post my workouts and that's why I, you know, try to post some motivational stuff. And I try to throw some funny stuff in there as well, too. But, you know, it's a, sometimes you get a little bit of imposter syndrome. You know, you feel like you're not good enough or you're not posting, you know, your videos aren't top notch. They're not perfect. They're not professional. But, you know, I don't know when I get those people that send me messages that say your post motivated me to work out or your post made me get up today. That makes me want to keep doing it. So that's why I do it just for fun. That's what I'm passionate yeah. about, you know. And if y'all listen to this podcast, you know, head over to Curry's page. It's at Curry Two Cali. That's C U R R Y two, the number two, C A L I. And the only reason why I say that is because, like, I like your page. Um, you and several other people are people that I constantly see if, if they yeah. post something or if it goes to their story, like your stuff usually shows up in yeah. my like top friend group of people cool. that, and yeah, I just, I don't know. Like I see you getting up every morning and getting after it. I'm just like, Oh fuck. Zeke's going. That one was that guy, Dan G is <laughs> He's like, here, here he goes. But I mean like it. And, and I, I think one of the things I like about you too is you're you're real about like what's going on with life. You you don't just glamorize um, getting up early and getting after it. Like there's been plenty of times where you know you've been sick, you've been yeah. hurt, you're going through struggles either at work, personal life, and you know you you share all sides of you. You share the good, the bad, the ugly. I mean, like, I think it was like a week or two ago, you were saying something and I, I wrote to you to make sure that you're okay or whatever, because you're going through a tough time. And it's yeah, just... man, it's, it's, it's definitely mental health is something I've struggled with my whole life, you know, uh, and I never knew how to deal with it in the past. Um, you know, prior to meeting my wife, you know, I would, even in the beginning of our relationships, I would shut down completely. If I went into, you know, some serious depression, I was the type of person that would just, I want to stay in bed, leave me alone, don't talk to me. I would shut down completely. And I didn't have a way to kind of deal with that. And I never knew how to deal with that. So mm -hmm. fitness and the gym is kind of what brought me out of that or brings me out of that. So the days where I wake up and, and that's kind of, I mean, we'll get into the whole discipline over motivation and where that came from. But, you know, for me, I look at it like this is, if I don't go to the gym, I'm not going to feel any better, but I've never left the gym feeling like I wish I wouldn't have done that. You know, I always leave the gym in a better spot than when I got there. Now that doesn't mean I'm hundred percent, but that means that I'm, I'm better than I was before, you know, and I've learned that when I start to get into those, um, I start to get into those periods where I'm like a little, uh, you know, depressed or I'm not feeling it or the anxiety or whatever, it's starting to kick in. I can feel it. I know I got to get up and work out. I got to go to the gym. I got to be active, you know? So, for me, that was, um, you know, it, it, it's huge, you know, and it's, and that's why I try to tell people like, it's, you got to do it. You got to get up. You got to have that discipline. You know, motivation is something that comes and goes, you know, and that's why 
when I wake up at 4 a.m., I am not motivated to get up. I mean, maybe like today I woke up and I wasn't motivated, but normally I wake up and I want to hit the snooze button. I want to get back to sleep. I'm like, you know, I'll, I'll talk to myself. There's been days where I've stood in the mirror and said, you know, you're tired, you're sore, you worked out yesterday, take a rest day, go back to bed. I literally have these conversations with myself. And, but it's the discipline and the habits that I've created that force me to get up at 4 a.m. It forces me to go to the gym at 4 a.m. or well, at 5 a.m. when the gym opens. You know, and it's, I do Unless that. Unless it's closed. <laughs> like, that pissed me off. Oh my God, I got there. I took my pre-workout at home. I got there, I'm sitting in the parking lot. Face is tingling. I'm like jacked up. Like people are waiting. There's guys doing push-ups. I swear to God, there's guys doing push-ups in the parking lot, jumping rope in the parking lot, hoping that the gym's going to open. And I sat there for 30 minutes and I came home and I was like, I'll just go home and work out. And then my home garage gym is, I had an awesome garage gym in California. Yeah, you had a really good one in Cali. Oh, it was dope. I was, I had some really, really good equipment. It was awesome. I built it like right around COVID um, when the gym's closed and uh, mm-hmm. I get back home and I go into my garage and there's like a chain, a huge tree chainsaw sitting on my bench and a tree cutter. And I'm just like, this isn't meant to be today. So, You're like, I'm <laughs> not moving all that shit. No, it wasn't happening. It wasn't happening. But, but you know, that's to me like, and the reason why I go at 5am to be honest with you, it's not because I like going early. I mean, I do, but it's to not take away time from my family. You know, I don't get home until seven, eight o'clock at night. And then for me to go to the gym at seven, eight o'clock at night when I haven't seen my family all day, it's not fair to them. So for me, no, you know, I sacrifice that time in the morning, you know, to get up early to, to go to the gym because I know I need that gym to fill my bucket um, so I can be a better person when I get home, so I can be a better father and a better husband. And, you know, that way when I get home, I can spend that hour, hour and a half I have before I have to get in bed because, I'm an old man. I try to get up at 4 a.m. By nine o'clock, I am, I'm, re- I'm ready. That's why when you guys were like, "Oh, let's do the podcast at 9:30," I was like, "All right, I'm gonna need a Celsius and <laughs> maybe some pre-workout." I don't know, but uh, and so you seem pretty awake right now. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. It's tequila, no. <laughs> Actually, yeah. You know what? Talk about um, some of your tequila. By the way, I apologize. I'm not drinking tonight. I'm actually hydrating i'll go over why in a little bit because like right. i've been sick as hell and i have i have hockey tomorrow but um talk about the tequila because what are you drinking? i found it really interesting what you're saying in the the green room yeah so like i i love tequila that's my go-to drink um i used to be a big bourbon guy and bourbon just doesn't agree with me it doesn't agree with my stomach and you know i just i don't know i just it's not my thing but i like the taste of bourbon so i'd like to go with some of the older aged tequilas, either a Reposado or an Añejo. That way it's got there. That means it's been aged in a barrel for a period of time, different kinds mm-hmm. of barrels. But tonight I'm drinking a Codigo um, Rosa and the Rosa right here, the Rosa is aged in Cabernet barrels. So it gives it that kind of like reddish color tint to it. Um, so that's what I'm sipping on tonight. But, you know, I'm not a huge drinker. I don't drink a lot, but when I do drink, I do like tequila. It's my go-to. So, yeah, so I, I like tequila. Tequila is good. Yeah, Austin. Austin loves tequila, but yeah, like he's also Blanco, a little bitch. I like he I like Blanco he mixes tequila, everything. He doesn't drink anything straight. Like he's Cos- like a child. Uh-uh. See, so I can I'll mix Casamigos okay. with some um, just lime. Yeah. See, I'm not a huge fan of Casamigos because it's got a sweeter vanilla flavor to it. If you sip mm. on it, it kind of has that sweet vanilla taste to it. Yeah. And- not my i like more of the peppery spicy tequilas okay. so like my normal like everyday just average drinking tequila is Herradura, 
Um, that's probably my, that's my go-to, Herador Reposado. It's like 30 to, $35 to $40 a bottle, but it's mid, good middle of the road tequila. Um, I just had some Casa Dragones, um, which is a, a higher end tequila. They just released a Reposado that is amazing. Uh, I tried it the other day at work. That's, I guess, one of the benefits of working in food and beverage and hotels is that you get to try some really cool stuff. So, but uh, yeah, that's just, that's my go-to, you know, I, I mean, I'll drink uh, tequila seltzers as well too. Not like Trulies or White Claws, but they make uh, some that are actually tequila. I've never had those. It's tequila and club soda or tequila and grapefruit juice, which is a Paloma. So Austin, I've had those actually before. Lowell, like Lowell drinks those. My, yeah. my boss drinks those. He's a big tequila drinker, and he's brought them over like, to the house a couple times. If I'm going to be by the pool hanging out, then I'll drink a seltzer because the problem with tequila that you drink straight is that it just starts to go down very smooth, and you know mm -hmm. it's a smaller amount, but it'll over a period of time will kick in a lot harder. So I'll oh, yeah, it'll fuck you up. <laughs> yeah. But uh, so I, I got more questions on that because like personally, I'm I'm a bourbon drinker or whiskey. Um, I can't do regular tequila like it makes me nauseous. I personally do not mind the taste of mascal, though. Like mascal has been always good to me because it, it's like that. It's a, a darker. It, yep. it reminds me of a little bit of whiskey, a little bit of scotch, kind of like hints of it, smoky flavor. Right. So, so you're saying you're saying that the like reposados are which which ones are are yeah. like going to be closer? So basically, the, what happens is, is to, uh, mezcal and tequila are made exactly the same in a sense. It's made from the same plant. The difference between mezcal is it's made it's it, when they cook. It's called the piña, which is the base of the agave plant. When they cook it, they cook it underground. Um, and like with this with charcoal and it creates this earthy smoky aromas which is why mezcal has that smoky taste to it kind of like a scotch or kind of like you know what i mean mm -hmm. so it's just the way they make it but um when you're looking at tequila as a blanco is a basic you know tequila um it's aged it's, it can be either bottled right away or aged for a very short period of time you know up to like you know less than two months when you get into the reposados those are stored in some type of barrel whether it be a a wine barrel or a bourbon barrel, depending on the tequila manufacturer, and that will be stored for anywhere from two months to a year um, and aged for that period of time. And then once you get over a year, then you're getting into an añejo. So an añejo is aged anywhere from one year to three years. And then anything over three years is considered an extra añejo. So that's where you kind of get those uh, flavors that are similar to a bourbon because of the barrel aging. You get that um, that like some of the caramel taste or that smokiness or that flavor that you would get from a bourbon. I might have to have you DM me some Inejos. Yeah. Like the, the ones that are more like extra that have aged yeah. even longer. I'll, I'll definitely check those out. Cause that, that sounds more appealing. And I know that like Amanda, she loves tequila, but she also does like, she likes doing um skinny skinny margs yeah like skin, skinny margaritas I, I don't understand what it is but so a margarita usually it's tequila um you've got uh, usually you'll put triple sec in there and mm -hmm. then some kind of sour mix or agave or simple syrup or whatever um and the thing with a skinny margarita is it's usually just tequila maybe some agave uh, which is better for sugar better than sugar simple syrup um and then some lime juice maybe some lemon in there so skinny is just less calories, less sweetener. No, like triple sec, which is no, like no triple not, sec that's sugar. like just loaded with sugar. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. 
exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So okay, like, that that makes sense. So like we'll that- do margaritas in the house, some like Palomas in the house sometimes, and I have a juice press, so we'll do um, jalapeno basil, and I'll muddle that, and then do a shot of tequila, and then just do fresh squeezed grapefruit juice with no agave whatsoever, and then we'll shake that up, and obviously rim it with uh, tahini or salt, depending on how we're feeling, and uh, do a, a the jalapeno basil margarita with grapefruit juice. It's amazing, super refreshing. Oh my god! All right. Well, so you had a time I'm in Florida, had, I might visit. You had a pineapple jalapeno mixer when you're in Texas, Rob. Oh, there you go. That sounds good. Pineapple jalapeno. Yeah, it was the yes you yes you had the pineapple jalapeno mixer that you had down there. Oh yeah 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 yeah, but <laughs> I mixed it with whiskey and it didn't yeah. taste the best. Like it tasted yeah, better. Yeah, it's not made up. to be mixed with whiskey. <laughs> but I didn't it's want it to be drink mixed with tequila. tequila. Like uh, tequila. see, the problem with tequila is the market is so saturated right now. Everybody has mm. a tequila brand. Every Every rapper, rock star, like everybody's got a. I mean, the same with bourbon. Oh, I know it's getting so ridiculous. Terrible. You buy a bottle, and if you don't like it, you're stuck with it. So that's why we have a spot here by us called Total Wine, and uh, I've become pretty good friends with the guy in there. You go into Total Wine and say, "Hey, you know, I want to taste some tequilas," and if they're not busy, they'll go and they have a classroom in the back, and they'll pull a bunch of bottles down and let you try some different stuff. That way, you're not buying. That's what I did uh, yesterday or two days ago when I bought this bottle. As I said. You know, let me try some stuff and he let me try a few things and you know i found this one that i like so because you get stuck with a bad bottle of tequila and it's just it'll sit there forever mm-hmm. that's why you just do auto i mean i don't have that here so i just do a lot of research or you could do what i'm i just saw a video the other day people were pouring liquor through the brita filter you pour i've seen that yeah I've, I've heard of that and it gets rid of yeah. And it gets rid of the alcohol flavor. Yeah. Like it doesn't taste like alcohol at all. Yeah, it cleans it out or whatever. So I don't know. I'm I still like not sure. I, I kind of want to try that just to see if it actually works. Right. But I just can't have a Brita filter full of tequila in my refrigerator. Like, <laughs> right. Your son goes to pour my water. Son goes to get some water, you know. <laughs> Especially if it actually works and it doesn't taste like tequila. Yeah, I know. Well, you can't believe half the stuff you see on Instagram anyway. You know what I mean? It's all fake. So, right. Well, that's why I'm going to try it to see if it actually works. Right, right. <laughs> try it already. Do it. I don't have a Brita filter. <laughs> it's it's oh, Amazon or Walmart. That's yeah, like no, my right. favorite store. Yeah, you can try it out, throw it away if it doesn't work. You should do it on the podcast. Right. You know, that's actually a good idea. That's not a bad idea. <laughs> I have like I have a Brita filter, but I think Amanda would be mad if I ruined it for that. Right. That was it, Amanda's. No, it actually, yeah. No, what? You just gotta buy a new filter for it. You just buy one of the new inserts. Yeah, you just buy a new filter. You don't have to buy a whole new Brita. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I don't know these things. I don't use that. I use um Big Berkey, which yeah. is like this huge distilling thing. It's like one of the it's one of the best ways to like purify water. I have one. Oh, you have one. I okay. love it. And my wife. All right, hang on. Is that all right? Not <clears throat> trying to throw jabs at the whole religious thing, but is it in the religious community that people know about that? Because the person who got me into it is right. also like big time religious person. And... I don't know where she saw it. At. I'll ask her, but I don't know. I mean, she saw it somewhere. Obviously, probably on Instagram. Okay. Where you see everything. Okay. Um, then that but we makes we more were sense. big into it. Yeah, I think it was. I don't know when we got it. I think we got it when we moved here to Florida. They're they're it. cool. I like yeah. it a lot. And and if you look at the like the um the description of it, those filters last for like years. I, I don't know. How, it's insane. Like I don't know how many 
thousands and thousands of gallons of water you can pump through those filters. But, you know, we use it for everything. I will not drink the tap water here in Florida. It is horrible. Yeah. No, our, our water, water at the canyon is debatable too. So, are my, you well my, water? Uh, no, we actually we have spring water that uh, comes up from the canyon, but um, it's one of those things that like with how old the houses are here and everything, and how old like some of the piping is and stuff, I worry that that there could be contaminants in it. So like mm-hmm. me and Allie, we only drink uh, we only drink stuff that comes out of the big Berkey. Like oh, I, I won't. My dog, same thing. I don't give my dog tap water. No, he yeah. I don't even know if he would drink it if I put it down. He might look at me funny, like, what is this? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Um, <clears throat> I guess on on show notes, though, one more thing I wanted to go over, and then we're going to get into your, like, backstory, Curry. Mm-hmm. Um, hockey stuff. We were going to talk about my ankle, I guess, right? Yeah, definitely love yeah. to hear about that. I'm glad to see you back on the ice, man. That's awesome. It's, I mean, that was a tough time for you. Yeah, I mean, like, shout out to Amanda because, like, she had to deal with a side of me that a lot of people didn't see on social media because I was constantly just angry, upset, Asshole. sad. Yeah, Austin got to see a little bit. And, <laughs> you know, like, emotional. Just, I don't know, like, it, it was hard, like, going from having a super active lifestyle to like all of a sudden for four months, I couldn't do shit was very depressing. And, um, you know, I've recently about, about a month ago, I got cleared to go back to hockey by my surgeon and by, um, my physical therapist. But the problem I was running into is the way the metal in my ankle sits. It's really close to the skin. And I started noticing whenever, whenever I wear an ice hockey skate or um, like a hiking boot that goes over ankle level, like a mid top or a high top, it would feel like something was like pressing against the metal. And I could feel like the, the, especially in a hockey skate, like the hockey skate is like carbon fiber and plastic and you know, it's, it's padded on the inside, but you can still feel the tension between metal touching something soft and then touching something hard. So I was talking to my surgeon about it. And I'm like, I really feel like I feel the metal on my ankle. And she's like, because you do like yeah. it's, you know, you have nerves that are growing back there. So the debate now is, is um like just over six months. I'm like here in a, here in about a week. I'll be at seven months post-injury. Um, at the year mark, we can decide if I want to take it out or not. But it's it's one of those, it's material that's designed to stay in there for a long time. So if I want to keep it in, I can. And the weird thing is I have better stability on that ankle than the other ankle just because there's a metal, you know, bracket there, I guess. So it would behoove me to keep it in. But at the same time, I was feeling it a lot when I was going to hockey. So what I ended up doing was um, in hockey, like your skates are sometimes so tight. And if you don't have like the perfect, like ergonomical foot, um, 
you have to do this thing called punching your skate where they take the interior of your skate and they find like points that are bothering you. So like, let's say this is the, the foot and that side's bothering you right here, punch part of the skate out. But the thing is you have to know that you want to do this because once you do that, you basically have signed the death sentence to that skate. Like it's, it is a hundred percent yours. You're never going to probably be able to resell it. Um, and skates are expensive as fuck. Hmm. So I personally didn't want to punch my skates, but like it was bothering me a lot. And I finally did it. Um, I've been going to practice. I've been going to scrimmages doing okay to the point where I thought I was good to go. And then I played in my first game on Sunday last weekend and it was hands down the worst game of hockey. I think I've played in my entire life. Uh, <laughs> A lot of it was, I think, just trying to get back into the feel and swing of things more than the injury itself. Um, I went out to practice yesterday, which part of the reason why we didn't do the podcast. And I feel a lot better. I also was using a, a brand new stick in that game that I hadn't cut yet. And if your stick's too long, it ends up putting you in an awkward position because you want your stick close to your body for like stick handling. And if it's too long, you're reaching out further, which allows the defenseman or another winger to like easily access the puck. The, the closer the puck can stay to your body, the better you're going to be able to get around people. So I'm hoping that tomorrow I'll improve. And that's part of the reason why I didn't drink with you tonight. Cause I had like a, a really healthy meal this afternoon from Freshly and then I felt like dog shit. So I ended up taking a nap, waking up with like a massive headache and I just started pounding water. Um, I made myself like a homemade soup with broth. Um, yeah. So like hydrating like crazy and stuff because I want to be ready for tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, do you think that that was a lot of, like, it was more mental than anything while you were out there on the ice than it was, you know, were you worried about your ankle? Because I know I went through that same thing where I have a plate in my arm from a motorcycle accident and, you know, super cautious after that. But, I mean, do you feel like you have good range of motion? Like, because I can only imagine, like, on the ice, it's not like walking or running or playing any other sport. You're on a thin blade trying to make crazy turns. Like, I couldn't imagine that. So, what – what I what I've brought up on the podcast and I've talked to a couple of people about is the hardest part in the past up until like this Friday or last Sunday was getting to the ice because like you said there's a thin blade hmm. so when you're walking from the locker room you can really feel the boot like compressing against the oh. ankle and the metal and I mean it was like excruciating pain um to a point where like we were trying to get our jerseys the other day and <clears throat> I walked in to my new team and I walked into like the the front desk or whatever for the rink and I'm like hey like I play on the red team I need to pick up my jersey blah 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 they're like okay well we're gonna bring them back there I'm like okay I'm like please do because like I really don't want to have to walk over here and I'm not trying to be rude about it. It's just like, 
I physically don't know if I can walk all the way back over here because on the ice, it's different because you're, you're pushing off, you're gliding. So it's not so much pressure. The only time I kind of feel it a little bit is when I'm standing there, like waiting to do a face off. But, um, to answer your question, I think it was a lot more, it was a lot more mental just because Mm -hmm. I was worried about like re-injuring. Uh, I was apprehensive. Um, I just, I don't feel a hundred percent yet. And it was also my first game since like April 3rd. So, but I'm, I'm more confident this weekend. Um, what happened with your motorcycle wreck though? Talk about that. Oh, this, this was back in 2003. It was a four wheeler accident, um, where I hit a, hit a jump and, uh, just got in the four wheeler. It was the first day I took it out. Didn't realize how much power it had. And, uh, I hit this jump to get into this area we were riding and gassed it too hard. And when I hit the ground, pulled a wheelie up, it shot up the fence next to me, went up the fence and came down on top of me. And when it was coming down, my first initial reaction was to put my left hand up and I put my hand up and, uh, broke, uh, you probably can't see it on here, but I have a plate here. I broke both bones in my wrist and every bone in my hand. And, uh, it wasn't a compound fracture, but it was literally, I was about to pop through. So these are how great my friends are at the time. They helped me get back. You know, we get the bike back to the truck. We get the bike up in the truck and it was snowing. And they were like, well, uh, are you all right to drive home? Because we're going to go back and ride. It's really nice conditions today. So, Oh my God. Yeah, so I had to literally drive a stick shift too with that. So I'm holding <laughs> my left arm, I'm holding my arm and I'm driving. Yeah shifting and i'm driving and i'm like trying not to pass out because the pain was some that's boy. some shitty oh. friends well you know yeah I, I can't say that i wouldn't have done this but i mean there's nothing they could have done because we had three three trucks and three four they wheels. could drive you to the fucking hospital well i mean they could have i guess i don't know <laughs> nice way, I guess. but you know it is what it is i made it back home and made it in a plate and a couple screws and a rod in my hand later and uh but uh yeah no it's and it's bad like to this day i didn't get the plate taken out so this is 2003 when this happened they told me the same thing, like I could get the plate taken out. But now at this point, I think that there's no way I could even have it taken out. But I don't have the range of motion. Like in this hand, like my right hand, I can turn it all the way over. But in mm-hmm. this hand, I can only go to about there. And it starts to shake. You can see like that's probably it's like I can go super far this way, but I can't mm-hmm. go this way because I don't have the range of motion. And it's crazy how that affects you. And some some ways are stupid, but like I can't hold chips or popcorn in my left hand and eat it or it'll fall out. (laughs) But I also can't do curl when I do curls, like my right arm looks different than my left arm because when you do a curl, you want to get that twist at the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't get that twist here. I can only go to here. So I don't get the full activation of the muscle. So when I look at my biceps, you know, I don't know. It sounds kind of cheesy. That's crazy. Overanalyzing it, but one arm looks different than the other. I lift the same amount of weight in both arms, but it's just the muscle's not developed. It doesn't have the same development as the other one. So, yeah, it's pretty pretty wild. (laughs) How long was the recovery on that? So I was in a cast that went all the way up my arm and up to my elbow for, God, I don't even know how long I was in the cast for. And I literally would have to sit like this with my arm on top of my head because I had to keep the blood to rush down. But, I mean, I had the cast on normal, like a normal break. And then uh, it was probably every bit of a year before I was like fully oh, wow. physical therapy. And I didn't have insurance at the time. I was young and stupid. And, you know, I was in my house. Like I went to therapy one time and I tried to learn what the guy was teaching me to do it on my own. 
which is probably why I don't have the full range of motion. But yeah, yeah, probably. I would stand in my house and just open doors. That's what he said. He said, just keep opening doors and keep opening doorknobs and bend your wrist. And I don't know. But yeah, it's, it's I'm injury prone, man. Like I've had some crazy stuff happen to me over the years from the wrist to the lower back to all kinds of crazy stuff. So. And then, so how did you, how'd you get into hospitality? Funny enough, when I graduated uh, high school, I swore I would never work in food and beverage. All my friends worked at like McDonald's or Burger King. And I was like, I'll never do that. My first job as like a teenager was at a video store back before, you know, some of the people watching this might not remember that, but back when like Blockbuster was a thing, like you actually (laughs) went to a store and you would rent VHS videos. So I worked at a video store when I was like 15, 16 years old. Did did you work in the back room in the special back room? We definitely had a back room. We definitely had a back room. With the beads? With the beads. The bead curtain. We had doors, like the saloon doors to go back there. But you know, talking about the back room, man, it used to weird me out, man. These guys would come in and like we had a deal. It was like during the week it was rent two, get one free, and on the weekends it was rent three, get one free. And they would rent four of these. And I'm like, like, I don't know, man. Like, what are you doing all weekend long? Are you back then when you got judged for what you got? They would bring that. They would bring them back and set them on the counter, and it would be like, "I'm not touching them. Are you touching them? Nope, not me. Nope. Just like rock, paper, scissor over here. Where's the gloves? Grab the video. But anyway, so when I got out of high school, I actually got into construction, and I was building houses for about a year and a half. And I was working for a guy as a contractor. I was doing my own little side business, kind of doing decks and you know little sidewalk projects and stuff. And I thought that's what I was going to do for the rest of my life was build houses. And then I. Uh, got into a really bad construction accident where I busted up three discs in my lower back um, between L3, 4, 5, and 6. One disc was going in and two discs were going out. So I literally, I fell off the roof. I kind of fell, not fell off the roof, but I fell onto the ladder and kind of fell down. And I was hunched over, bent over to sideways for, I don't know, several months. I was in therapy. I was out of work. I was on workman's comp. Um, You know, I was literally just, I didn't know what to do. I was sitting home all day and I you know, started hanging out with a couple guys and I became friends with this guy who was a bar back uh, at a local bar that I would go to. And uh, he said to me, he said, Hey Zeke, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to quit my job. Do you want it? And I was like, well, what do I got to do? He's like, well, I'm a bar back. And I'm like, what does that mean? He's like, well, you got to stock the bar. You got to take out the trash. You got to fill the ice and you get to drink all night long too while you're working. And I was like, okay, that sounds like a great job. And you make tips. So I did that. And that's kind of, that's how I got into hospitality. So, and then you know, me being a competitive person, I always wanted to kind of move up and move on. So I taught myself how to bartend and then, you know, bartended for a few years. And then after that came, I was good with numbers. So I became the bar manager and then I was good with people. So I ended up becoming a restaurant manager. And then, you know, I just kind of, that's where it snowballed. And then it wasn't until I got the job at a casino in Pennsylvania, uh, up in Harrisburg area. And I uh, fell in love with like large multi-unit food and beverage operations. So mm-hmm. that's what's kind of like my, I was like, this is what I need to do because I, I have horrible ADD. So for me to be working in like one restaurant doing one thing, I get bored very easily. I have to have a million things going on at one time or my brain just doesn't work right. Um, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but that's where I kind of fell in love with it. And then, I, like I said before, I bounced around different, you know, when my kids were young, we moved around a lot just because mm-hmm. we had the opportunity to, and it was just, you know, a good chance for me to advance in my career. So. And that's where the journey from the East Coast to the Midwest to the East Coast to the West Coast to the East Coast. 
it's crazy. My wife and I laugh about it. We say we're going to write a book one day. I'm not going to say the title of the book because I don't want anybody to steal it, but we have a really catchy title um, for a book and uh, just kind of like a story of our lives and my life and hospitality and what we've been through. Yeah, what'd your wife do? So my wife was a hairstylist and she spent years as a hair, I mean, I think 20 years as a hairstylist um, mm-hmm. and she made really good money. But, you know, when I had the opportunity to move each of these times, whether it was to Western Pennsylvania and then out to Colorado, um, she supported me to chase my dream in food and beverage. So she ended up, you know, changing jobs and moving on. Um, and then when we were in California, she was working at one of the number one resort, uh, not resorts, but number one spas in the United States. And she was, you know, she was loving it and she had a job and she was doing good and I was doing good. But, you know, we just decided we didn't want to be in California anymore. So we moved to Florida. And now, I guess you could say if you asked her, she'd say she was going to retire, I guess. I don't know. But now she's working uh, part time at our church uh, as an administrative assistant to our pastor. So she works three days a week there. Um, so and she's loving it. She's doing good. So she's kind of retired, kind of retired. I mean, she still cuts hair on the side. You know, she does my oh, hair. Okay got a fresh fade today you know. I know, it's good yeah it looks good <laughs> she does a good job she's very talented and then on top of that she uh, likes to build furniture too so she uh when we moved back to baltimore from colorado we didn't have a lot of money so she found a website that taught her how to build furniture and she started building she built coffee tables um she built the what? dining room table that i'm sitting at right now she built chairs she our bed headboard and footboard she built that she built huge barn doors, sliding barn doors uh, for, for people. We have one in our house as well. So she's very creative and her dad was in the construction. So she kind of had it in her blood, but, uh, but yeah, it's cool. kind of like a hobby of hers is to build furniture. <laughs> so a little That's bit of awesome though. Like. I know it's cool. She's got some cool pieces that she's done. So. Huh. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. And, um, <clears throat> you know, I, I've seen you talk uh, about like Florida and out of all those places that you lived where's been your favorite and do you guys think you're Mm. gonna stay in florida or what's next for you guys that's a good question so i'd say it's a combination i mean we really we love california southern california just from a you know we love that where we live we live in a great neighborhood Um, Mm -hmm. the weather there was decent um you know, we weren't really happy with how things were handled there during COVID, and we won't get political on this podcast. Politics are terrible. Um, I just didn't, we weren't happy with the way things were going in California at that point in time. The housing market was going through the roof, and it was just getting really expensive. So that's why we moved to Florida. I love Florida, and I love where we live. Um, I, and my kids, I don't think, I think I'll stay here for another six years, let my kids finish school um, that way, because mm-hmm. my kids have gone to a different school from, you know, they finished middle school, and then we moved here. My son started high school here fresh, and I was real worried that, uh, you know, luckily with the band community, he latched on and he's got some really great friends and he's doing really well. And, you know, my daughter does competitive cheer, um, so uh, she's got some really good friends in that. But um, I want to let them finish school here. So I promised them that we would stay here for at least the next six years. And then after that, I don't know where we would go. I My favorite job of all time, and I said this the other day, was working at a, the ski resort in Western Pennsylvania. To me, I'm a big snowboarder. I love snowboarding. I know, Robert, we've talked about this before. You know, I miss that. I love working at a resort, and I love the yeah, snow. Yeah, you can't snowboard in Florida. No, not at all. Not maybe, at all. Maybe, yeah, maybe I can, can wait to snowboard in Arizona, though. I know. Come out and I, know. Visit. <laughs> I know, right? But um, I don't know. My wife loves the beach, and, you know, it's like that's where we're opposite. I'm a mountain guy. Like, I want to be in the mountains, 
making fires in my house. Like that's me. And she's, she wants to be by now. I love the beach too, but so you need, you, know. you need to move somewhere where you can have both. Yeah. Well, California, I'm hoping to get California has both. California had both. I mean, yeah. you could, there was people who would do videos of them surfing and snowboarding in the same day. You know, you go up to yeah. big bear mountain snowboard and then go hit the beach and go surf on the same day. Um, but I don't know, man. I don't know what's like. We, we talked about Hawaii, maybe. It just depends. You know, I work for a very large hotel company. So my opportunity for growth and movement, it just depends on what opens up. But I mean, uh, like I said, I've been with that company for seven years and I don't see myself leaving. You know, I'd like to get a regional position. If I can get a regional position where I can work from home, then we could live anywhere. You know, we could have a house that we stay at in the mountains in the winter, a place at the beach in the summer. I mean, that's maybe a pipe dream. And I could be sitting here an 800 millionaire on the Powerball right now. Um, which right. would make that a lot easier. If only. We'll but, see. Yeah. I don't know, man. I like Florida a lot. I like it here. The beach, the what, the weather is awesome. The beach water is super warm where we live. It's clear. Oh, it's so much warmer um, than California. But it's just the bugs, man. Like, I just walked my dog earlier, and the freaking mosquitoes here are oh, yeah. so bad. It's when it's so huge. humid there yeah it, it, in the summer it's like there's four three to four months out of the year where it is pure hell i mean like oh. hot hot and i gotta wear a suit to work too so it makes it even worse but uh i don't know i don't know what's next we'll see we'll see i'm a big big believer in whatever's meant to be will, will happen and you know while we can try and control it i don't think we have as much control over it as we say it's just kind of it, when it's the time it's the time and if that's you know hawaii or if that's you know, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens next. I like the west coast of Florida. I want to go check that out maybe. Maybe over mm -hmm. in the Naples area, um, that area over there. I have some friends over there. So I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then, okay, so let's get into, you said you used to be super overweight, correct? Yeah. So when I was, I've gone through a couple big major weight losses. Uh, when I was in my early twenties, I was like 240 pounds. Uh, I was in construction at the time and I was just kind of eating bad food and I wasn't really paying attention to what I was doing. Um, and then I lost a bunch of weight and I was always a big fad diet person. You know, I would, I would gain weight in the winter, you know, it's like it's weight gain season. And I would take a bunch of fat burners in the summer to lose weight, which wasn't always the healthiest thing to do. And then at one point I got to about, 245 i think i was and i don't know i think i think back to i think that was probably how tall are you six two so but oh, i don't do you're tall yeah so i don't get like i just get this belly i get this mm -hmm. weird beer belly like i don't get like my cheeks get a little pudgy and you know but it's mainly i just get a belly that's it i'm skinny fat you know and uh it was in 2017 when i found first form and they had a challenge and it was you know, $50,000 challenge to lose weight. And if you, you know, number one, so to me, I was like, well, I, I got a lot of weight to lose. Let's see what I can do. And I did, I did intermittent fasting and I didn't know a lot about nutrition at that point. You know, I'd always been, I'd always worked out, but I didn't know much about it. So, you know, I started the first form challenge in 2017 and I lost a ton of weight. I got down really low. And then I kind of, over the next three years was just up and down with my weight. You know, I would gain weight, I would lose weight, I would gain weight, I would lose weight. And I never really like took it seriously. And then there came a point in time, I don't know if it was when I turned 40, um, if that's when it started to happen. But I remember it was around like 2001, um, right around when COVID, right before COVID or when COVID happened. I don't know the exact timeline, but I kind of started to come to grips with my mortality. And I started to think about, you know, I don't have a lot of time left on this earth and I want to be here as long as I can for my kids. 
you know, I want to be able to walk my daughter down the aisle when she gets married. I just was not making the right decisions and I was not being healthy. And I think COVID kind of helped me a lot because, you know, when COVID happened, I was furloughed for three months and I didn't really know what I was going to do. I didn't know if I was going to be able to go back to work. And I really just got serious about walking every day and working out. And it was all I had to do. Again, losing my mind, stuck in the house for all this time, I kind of turned to fitness. And then that's when I got connected with First Form uh, and got into their Legionnaire program, which is kind of like an ambassador program for First Form. Same thing that Buck does, same program that he's in. Um, and I really just started taking taking it serious, you know, and started really started like taking my fitness serious, taking my nutrition serious. And then, you know, just really got into working out regularly and just trying to, and I was in the best shape of my life. Um, got down to like 185 pounds. I was like feeling really good about myself, you know, and then we ended up moving to Florida and <laughs> I moved to Florida and spent a couple months in the hotel, gained some weight back. And then I've kind of over the past, I guess, six months has kind of been up and down with everything just because of uh, work's been stressing me out and just life and all that crazy stuff. So I put on a couple pounds that I'm trying to take off right now, but uh, you know, we'll, we'll see how it goes. I mean, it's, for me, it's a journey, you know, it's up and it's down and, you know, and that, that's the, where I try to motivate people. And I try to reach out to other people with like mindsets to motivate me. Um, but again, the motivation, it comes and it goes, man. You know, like there's days where I'm like super motivated and there's days where I wake up and I'm just like, I don't want to do this, you know, but I know I have to. So, um, but yeah, I don't see myself ever going back to that 245, close to 250 mark. But, you know, like right now I'm sitting right around like 205, the 208 something like that i'd like to be down to 200 but uh you know I, i'm healthy i feel good about myself you know what i mean and that's kind of that's kind of where, where it's at but it's if you look back on my on my page if you go for far down you'll see uh like a transformation tuesday where i had like a big big belly like i mean it's it's amazing where i was and, and where i'm at now so i don't know i feel good about it you know it gets harder as you get older dude it gets much harder as you get older yeah it's and, and also, um, one of the things that I was thinking about earlier when we were talking about your page, one of the things I know that you post on your stories, but I don't see you post a lot. Um, Austin, try to find that like that transformation one while I'm talking about this, please. You know, there's a couple. There's one with me in a red shirt um, that's like where you can see it really well. Um, mm. If you're going to put one up, that would be the one I'd say that has the best uh, – transformation that's actually when I, I think the picture the other picture that goes along with that is when i hiked um uh, what's the hike in in arizona uh, camelback yeah yeah camelback yep. down yeah, in, like me at the top of camelback but um mm -hmm. but yeah man it's and that's the thing is is like lately i haven't been posting as much i post on my story every day you know i post my my pre-workout yeah. routine and i you know my workout but I, work has just been we're in budget season right now and it's been so hectic that you know i'd like to post more and again, sometimes maybe it's just that whole imposter syndrome kicking in where I feel like my posts aren't good enough or my story or what I'm saying isn't good enough. And I know it's just me getting in my own head instead of just like put the message out there and people, you know, people will take it. But um, but I just I haven't been posting static posts a lot or reels as much as I was in the past. Well, I was going to say one of the things that you occasionally put on your stories is, uh, you know, and working in the restaurant industry is some of the amazing food that you eat, like, especially at like the restaurant environment, man, make some posts about that stuff. Yeah. Cause some of the stuff you post is super healthy or just like yeah. incredible looking. 
Yeah, that's definitely a benefit to my job, man. I get to, you know, our restaurant. Uh, so I have a, at my hotel where I work at, we have one main restaurant that does dinner. Um, and then I have another restaurant that does breakfast and lunch and then, you know, coffee shop and a pool bar and all that stuff. But the restaurant that does dinner is number one on TripAdvisor and it's been number one for three years running now. Um, we just won the best restaurant for Hilton America. So um, the food there is amazing. Wood fire grill, amazing pizza oven, tapas plates. So, you know, I always get to eat really, really good food. I've always been blessed with working with some really, really good chefs and, you know, the ability. And to breakfast is the best meal of the day. Yeah. <laughs> I love breakfast. Oh man, there, we've got some cool breakfast spots out here in Florida that my wife and I like to go to. Um, that's one of our things is going to breakfast. Okay, so okay, yeah, so yeah. here's the transformation photo. Yeah, that was that was that was so the picture on the left. That's when I was. That was 2017, I think it was 2016 or 2017, um, when I was like 240 pounds, and that's not even me like pushing it out. Like that's just me standing there like i probably was sucking it in a little bit there you know what i mean like that was a and you can tell by the look on my face like i was miserable man i just i mm -hmm. was not happy i was depressed i wasn't looking good you know and mm -hmm. then now you know i feel like i mean you can see the difference you know more confident um and that that's the thing for me is that you know i just fitness is the thing that keeps me happy and healthy you know mm -hmm. yeah yeah and then, then we got this one. Yeah, this that's the one, the one you're one. talking about. Yeah, that's the one. So that, like, that shirt there, I was even heavier in that picture there, and you can see it in that shirt. I was just. That's when I worked at the ski resort, and then that picture there on the right is when I hiked uh, Camelback. So, you know, it's definitely, you know, when you when you, and it's not even about like how you look. It's just about how you feel inside. You know, for me, mm. when I go to the gym, I mean, there's guys at my gym that are freaking jacked, that are in so much better shape than me. They're lifting heavier weight than me. You know, and most of those guys are either on juice or TRT, but, um, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? It's just, for me, it's just, I feel good about myself when I'm there. I feel good that I'm, I'm doing the right thing. Have you, you know? thought about doing TRT? Yeah. That's what I was just going to say yeah. though, because like you've already had kids, you're probably yeah. not going to have them again. There are benefits of doing 100%. TRT once you're over 40. No. Yeah. And I did, I went and got my blood work done and I checked my testosterone levels and my testosterone levels were actually, so for, for a male, my age, um, optimal optimal testosterone levels would be around 800 to 900 is where mm -hmm. for my age would be. Um, my test came in just under 500. So I was eligible for TRT um, or HRT, however you want to call it. There's a place mm -hmm. out here that I go that I went to to get all my blood work done where they do, you know, they do, it's legit. They give you injections twice a week. They give you a peptide to go along with it. They give you everything you need. They redo your blood work. It was just a financial thing for me. It was like two hundred. Right. Oh yeah, it's, it's not month. cheap. Yeah, but it, yeah, I mean, if you can go to you can go to your doctor and get it, but your doctor just gives you a pill, and he doesn't yeah. give you everything that you need to make it optimal. And then he's giving you a pill for testosterone, but he's not checking your estrogen levels. He's not checking any of that stuff. So this place does all of that. You know, like I said, they give you the shot twice a week. They give you a peptide, and then they give you an estrogen blocker as well. Um, and I know that it would be huge. I mean, you know, it helps with your. It's just it makes you feel better about. You feel better in general gives you more energy but yeah. um it was 250 dollars a month and i just oh yeah it, it's not cheap oh it's um, it's crazy i mean it's i already spend way i'm not gonna say how much i spend on supplements but <laughs> i already supplements spend. are cheap supplements <laughs> well, are it, not cheap at all and if you buy good supplements that's the thing like i don't you know just because i'm affiliated with first form doesn't mean that i get like a, a discount on my supplements i pay full price right. for the supplements just like everybody yeah, else and they're does. not cheap um, yeah, and there, but that's the thing. So, and that's what drew me to first form was that 
you know, when I started watching some of their podcasts and some of their stories, you know, when you listen to what Andy Frisella says about the company is he says, I would rather someone not buy my supplements because they're too expensive than not buy my supplements because they're garbage. He said he refuses to put bad oh, quality yeah. products in there. He said, I put the highest quality raw goods in my supplements. So you're going to pay a premium price. Yes, you can get protein cheaper on Amazon. Yes, you can get, you know, whatever you need oh, yeah. off of GNC or wherever. That's also at. like, that's also like going to a tattoo artist, you know, and asking for a $10 tattoo yeah. or going to like somewhere else and getting a hundred dollar tattoo or a thousand dollar tattoo. hundred percent. You, you know, you're going to get what you pay for. Oh, hundred percent. And that's where like, you know, when you're an ambassador for a company like that, it's, you know, when I talk to people and I try to educate them on how protein is made, you know, because protein, you know, is made from, uh, you know, it's made from whey and mm. it basically can either be, you have to cook it basically. So you can either, cook right. it at, you cook it, it's like anything else. You cook it at a high temperature, it cooks faster, but you also, it's not as high of a quality when you cook it at a high temperature. Whereas first form cooks there is it's done at a low temperature processing. So it takes longer to cook, but or longer to produce but it's a better quality product, you know, and mm -hmm. you can taste it in their, their flavor profiles and you can, uh, you know, you can tell it doesn't give you upset stomachs. It doesn't give you the bubble guts or any of the, the things that come like protein mm -hmm. farts or any of that stuff, crazy stuff. Yeah. But you know, people, some people don't care, you know, they don't understand. Oh, no. That's why I always put on my, my post, you know, hashtag never waste a workout because if you're putting all this time in the gym and you're working out and you're putting an hour or two hours, whatever you're doing in the gym and you're putting all your effort into that, and then you go home and you put garbage supplements in your body. You're just oh, yeah. wasting, wasting your workout, basically. So yeah, you, uh, I mean, you can get ten, twenty dollar, you know, protein powder and you know yeah. have, have that all day. Yeah, I got a ten pound tub for forty bucks. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> what's like what's in there? It's probably yeah, a, it's probably a blend of something. Oh, yeah, I know. You know it's not high yeah. it's not hydrolyzed whey protein. It's yeah, probably no, some blend of. No, you got like no. three, four different blends of protein in there. <laughs> right. exactly. like, what, what even is that? Is there <laughs> bull know. semen in that too? <laughs> well, you start talking about that, you'll get me on the liver king kick. Yeah, that's that, yeah, he's something else for sure. That, that guy, I see that guy all over the place. And he's, yeah, he's, he's a good character, man, but I don't know if I could eat freaking liver and bull testicles like he does. That's kind of crazy. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, I don't know, I don't know man. I just I wonder how much of it's real and how much just for show. Dude, I tell you, it's and that's the thing with it, and that's what frustrates me with Instagram. And my wife and I were talking about this the other day, and I kind of do some of this. I'm guilty for it too, or guilty of it too. Instagram's turned into like she called it like QVC. I think you know it's basically oh, 100%. everybody's trying to sell something. Everybody's trying to click on my link. Everybody's trying to tell you to do this. You know, and then you, like I said, you see these people in there, you know, like, and again, I'm not trying to bash somebody. I don't want to, you know, get in trouble for calling mm -hmm. somebody out, but you see these guys on there and it's not natural. You know, these guys are not, you know, they're either jacked full of gear or they've, got, look at Rob. they've, got, they've got implants or, or whatever, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's crazy, man. And, and that's where I'm just over there jacked on steroids, you know, <laughs> and I'm that's the shooting stuff in his butt all the time. <laughs> But that's the problem, man, is that our youth, like our kids are looking at this stuff and that's what they're basing their life off of is what they see on Instagram. You know, these girls are, you know, and I have a daughter too, who's 12. Um, and mm -hmm. she's, you know, I, I look at what, how Instagram is just like, it's just crazy, you know? And then, you know, when you have kids growing up in this age and what they see, they spend so much time on social media and 
my daughter doesn't even have a social media account, but she looks, you know, she'll scan through it on my phone or whatever. And it's just like, it's not real. You know, the things you see on there are so Oh, yeah. I mean, and granted, there's, there's some people out there that are 100% like legit. Like, they oh, yeah. show, like, like, they talk about it. Like, like Seth Ferrosi, one of the people I like. like oh, I love he's Seth. A, he's 100% like, yeah, I take steroids. Like, oh, yeah. I think I got this way and I didn't fucking take steroids. 100%. He like, is the he's realest. A, yeah, he's 100% real about everything. Like, he yeah. doesn't try to sugarcoat anything. Yeah. He's like, I, do you think I got here without taking steroids? Like, yeah, <laughs> of I, course they took steroids. And you know, it's, he's actually, so like he, he even says, because I was using his supplements before I really got into it with First Form as well. Yeah. And he, he's on the same level as First Form as far as high quality. Oh, 100%. Like, his supplements are the highest his, quality. So his his podcast was one of the like main reasons I wanted to do a podcast. Yeah. Like I, I, love- was, like, I was listening to his podcast from the, from the episode one when they first started it hilarious hilarious yeah. that podcast like i'd be driving to work listening to it laughing like laughing oh, yeah. my ass off just like it's and <laughs> he just doesn't and that the best thing about him is he doesn't care what anybody thinks about him he's he like this give me. yes i did steroids but i'm still a good father i'm still a hard working you know yeah. hwmf that's his his motto you yeah know? he doesn't care like he'll tell you what he thinks and how he feels and yeah like exactly. during the whole covid stuff and you know during you know po- politics they'll talk about it all because he doesn't give a fuck no he doesn't care what anybody says no and i love it I mean, he's fun. just like andy frasilla though andy yeah. frasilla does the same thing yep. like at, at a point when you get to be like you just don't give a fuck like yeah. people are gonna hate you regardless 100%. yeah but when you look back at all the stuff that they were saying you know years ago a lot of it was oh. true you know so yeah it's, oh 100 percent it's it's definitely um it's funny because i know seth on one of his podcasts talked about how um i guess he met andy and sal or he met sal and he went to the mm-hmm. facility and he was blown away that they were showing him that you know they were showing him everything that they do and, and i guess one of the comments he made was that sal looked at him and said i'll show you everything i do but you got to do it you know it's not right, easy yeah. you still have to do the work he's like i have no problem showing you and it's it's not easy you know if you're gonna if you want it you got to do the work you know so yeah she had to disappear there, Rob. Everything okay? He had to go shoot steroids in his butt. <laughs> no, honestly, like I, I had to take Ally out. She needed to go oh. to the bathroom. But um, no, I'll end up probably doing TRT. We're gonna Amanda and I are are debating. Like you know, we obviously got engaged uh, a couple yeah. weeks ago, but we're thinking about getting married next year november and then um we're debating on the whole kid thing or not and we're thinking maybe one kid or no kids that's that's where we're kind of at just because both of us are are 40 healthy and in good shape but that's the whole entire reason why that correlates is that's what's holding me back on like trt right now is um it'll reduce sperm count and yep. um you know i'm already older and she's already older so we got to figure out if we're having kids or not because like part of us are comfortable with just being good with our dogs like we yeah we both have really good salaries we both have really good jobs we both have really cool dogs and then um i don't even i guess this can be announced because i mean literally it's kind of public news. 
uh her her leadership her her leadership like she's she's a manager too she's kind of like mid-level manager like she has people over and then she's got a team and that's kind of what i have set up as well um here she, her boss though came into her office recently and said hey like uh congratulations on the engagement and everything um it's gonna i think you know after talking to my wife it's gonna benefit you to be out there with rob then be here and we can't afford to lose you uh so he offered her 100 percent telework so really mm -hmm. Dude, so we're thinking dope. yeah she didn't even have to ask because she was gonna have to have the uncomfortable conversation but the point is like once we get together and figure out a couple things you know we're gonna either do the kid route not do the kid route but we ultimately want to live together and start like either our, our dog family together or um yeah daddy you know. da doggy daddy daycare yeah exactly <laughs> but as soon as i figure out if we're not having kids like yeah. oh just, rob's gonna do probably. all the steroids and have oh, all the dogs well i you just gotta make sure all I, all I would say is that make sure and i don't remember like where you stepped out of the conversation or not but you know, don't go to your doctor for TRT. Oh, yeah. oh no, don't I was there. I, I heard don't what you said. And, and I know about that try stuff. To get yeah. Yeah, yeah, go to a real place that'll do it, that knows about it, that'll get you the right stuff you need. Yeah, not you know, the VA. Yeah, it was. Like, oh, yeah, that's not the VA. Hell no. But, I mean, they, uh, like I said, it was just too expensive for me. It was 250 a month, and I already spend a decent amount of supplements as it is. So until we get into and I will do it eventually, um, mm -hmm. just because I, I know that it'll make me the optimal person that I can be, and, and my my testosterone levels low. You know, to be under 500 is not optimal. So, and that affects. And forget about the gym; that affects your mental health. That affects your your energy. Oh, yeah. It affects everything in your life. You know, if your testosterone levels are not optimal. So, and that's for men and women too. I mean, even women at some point, depending on their lifestyle, could use testosterone if they have too much estrogen in their blood it can cause negative effects the other way for them as well too so they actually do yeah. that for women so and it's even more prominent for veterans and people yeah. like special forces and people who experience a lot of trauma and a lot yeah. of you know you know hard work from being you know in the military it's yeah, even more more so that they're recommended to do hrt yeah for sure for sure so okay um is there anything else you want to cover rob you're muted, Rob. I was going to say, not really. Um, <laughs> unless there's anything else that Curry wanted to talk about. No, no. I mean, I appreciate you guys having me on. Like I said, I think like for me, just when it comes to fitness, for anyone who's listening to this, you know, I think that, again, you just need to start. You know, mm -hmm. I think people are overwhelmed by the gym. I think people are overwhelmed by, you know, getting started. People are kind of happy in their ways. Like, oh, yeah, I put on 20, 30 pounds. I'm just going to let it go. You know. The biggest thing you can do is, and I'll tell you how my whole fitness journey started. We didn't really get into this, but you know, it's coming yeah. up real soon. I'm pretty sure we're still setting the clocks back. I know this doesn't happen in Arizona, but everywhere else in the United States is still setting the clocks back uh, this coming yeah, week. Arizona is weird. Well, they're voting on for it to go away, but anyway, regardless. So this is how I started. I wanted to get up early and go to the gym and I couldn't figure out how to do it. I couldn't get myself out of bed. So when daylight savings happened, and the clocks went back instead of me getting the extra hour of sleep i got up at the same time but i now that's an hour earlier 
but my brain thought I was getting up at the same time. So instead of getting up at five, which is what I normally got up, now I'm getting up at four. But in my head, I feel like it's five because we set the clocks back an hour. And that's what I use to kickstart. So I would say, you know, if you don't know where to start or you don't know what to do, when daylight savings comes and you get that extra hour of sleep, don't take the extra hour of sleep. Get up an hour earlier and walk for one hour in a fasted state, no food, no nothing in your system. Drink two cups of water and walk for one hour. If you do that three to five times a week and that's all you do is just walk, you will lose weight. Your body will lose weight and that will start the journey. And then once you get comfortable and you start to lose weight, don't be afraid to go to the gym. I mean, when you go to the gym, even some of those guys that are jacked and huge, most of those guys are really nice and really friendly. They're oh, there. yeah. I mean, everybody's there for the they're, same reason. They're all there for the same reason. You know what I mean? So don't be intimidated by the gym. Don't be intimidated by Take his yeah. advice, Austin. Do <laughs> <something>. <laughs> reason I don't go to the gym is because it's 20 minutes away. I don't give so, a fuck. Get up and fucking go so on a walk. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like it's walking, it's it's push-ups, it's it's easy stuff yeah. like that. And then I would also say when this when time I, change happens, you start. When I, <laughs> when I say that I, I do you know, shit, I, must sleep in for an extra two hours. <laughs> Austin's I, gonna be dead by forty. Just oh, don't, say that. don't say that. Um, <laughs> when I say that motivation is meaningless, because a lot of times when we say that, like I don't believe in motivation. I think it's garbage. While I say that, I do listen while I'm at the gym to a lot of, and on my car ride, a lot of motivational people. I listen to a lot of motivational podcasts. I listen to, you know, Eric Thomas, you know, the AT, the hip hop preacher. You know, he's got some really, really cool stuff that you can listen to. Um, there's a book out by Ed Milet called The Power of One More um, that mm. talks about doing like one more, one more call, one more rep, one more, anything that you do, just do one more. So if you, Feel what you put into your brain is what you're going to get out of it. If you put a bunch of negativity in, then a bunch of negativity is going to come out. If you put a bunch of positivity in and a bunch of good messages and a bunch of motivational stuff into your brain as you're working out or throughout your day, it will help. It will, it will create positivity in your life. So, um, you know, I'm going to always say discipline over motivation because the discipline is going to get you out of bed and get you up. But you need some of those things to motivate you maybe in the moment or throughout the day. So, you know, don't. And, you know, if anybody has any questions, shoot me a message, hit me, you know, send me a DM on Instagram and I'd be happy to talk to you. You know, I can, if you want to lose weight or you want to gain weight, you know, that's what we do with first form is we help people do that and, and through many ways. So, you know, shoot me a message. I don't care. And I'm not a personal trainer. That's not what I do. I'm a normal 40 year old guy um, who's passionate about helping people and passionate about fitness. So shoot me a message, you know, follow me on Instagram. Um, I'd love to help you out. That's pretty much it, man. Yeah. I appreciate you guys so having me. Awesome. So, yeah, I have. So, what do you like? What is your go-to when you're having like a really bad day, like, uh, like depressed or just not motivated at all? Like, so as, as far as like, well, to me, it's it's music too. So I use music a lot when I'm really really depressed um, or I'm having a really really rough day. And I'll tell you to be honest with you, when I, I was going through a really dark time in my life uh, a long time ago before I met my wife. Um, you know, I'd lost two of my best friends within a month of each other. Um, you know, my grandmother and grandfather weren't doing well. My grandfather passed away. So I was like downward spiral. And uh, there was an album that came out that kind of changed my life uh, by Incubus called Make Yourself. And that album by Incubus Make Yourself was like what I needed to hear at the right time in my life. And to this day, that is my favorite album of all time, only because it changed my life. Now, I love all, all different kinds of music. I listen to metal. I listen to hip hop. I listen to everything in between, you know, but that album. So for me, I think it's to find music 
that will set the tone for you, you know, and it's got to be music that will help you put you in a better state. Um, but for me, if I'm like, when it comes to the gym, if I'm like super not feeling it, I, whatever I can do, like cardio wise, I'll do battle rooms, like to inflict as much pain on myself, I guess, as I can, um, which will kind of like beat it out of me. You know, I always say I'm going to the gym to battle my demons. And there's some days where those demons are louder than others. And, you know, those are the days where I go harder at the gym because I'm battling those demons and inflicting that physical pain on myself, whether it be the battle ropes or whether it be a serious, you know, high intensity interval training or whatever. Um, for me, that's it. You know, if you wake up and you're depressed and you're tired and you don't feel good, laying in bed is not going to fix it. It's going to compound. It's going to get worse. You're going to get in your head. You know, you need to get up. You need to get outside. You need to put on some good music. Find that album that makes you happy. Find that. I say album. I'm such a boomer. Find that <laughs> whatever, that playlist, that podcast that makes you happy and listen to it. Over that burned CD over. that you put in your Walkman, you know. <laughs> hey, dude, I got tapes. <laughs> tapes in my <laughs> garage. <laughs> but, yeah, no, for me, it's music. You know, it's music and it's a good workout. Um, as that's what it is. Because like I said, if you, if you keep putting negativity into yourself, you'll be stuck in your head and you'll just keep repeating that cycle over and over, you know? So do it. Austin, stop being a lazy piece of shit. Do what? Do what? Sleep? Stop Sleep being more. lazy. All right. Let's get into ATI. Uh, okay. this is the portion where we'll tell your son and your mom to stop listening. Oh, or your wife. These aren't bad. <laughs> what are you talking about? Um, I mean, no, nah, these ones aren't that bad. ATI is answer to the internet for those of you who are new to the podcast. It's would you rather questions. Some of them are really fucked up. Some of them are not, but we kind of like tailored this one to like more of like PG 13. Awesome. Um, <laughs> all right. <laughs> would you rather never eat candy again or only eat candy corn? So never eat candy or eat candy corn? Yes. So you either never eat candy again or you're only allowed to eat candy corn. See, I love candy corn, but I think like I think then for me the candy thing would be easy to give up. Um, you know, I'm more of like a my weakness is like pastries and sweet and mm -hmm. like things like that when it comes to like pastries and pies and like chips and like that's my weakness when it comes to snacks. snacks. I'm not a big candy guy, but um I mean, I do love some candy corn, man. So I don't know. I think I'd go never eat candy again. That's yeah. smart. Yeah. Yeah. I don't care for candy corn in general. Oh, like, I it's okay, it. but I, I, it's not my like go-to. It starts to taste like wax after a while. Yeah. You know I mean? like, it just gets kind of like... So... Uh, I like that we get it for like a month or two around... Yeah. Like, I'm going to never eat candy though. again. Because there's other snacks and like sweets that you could have yeah. that could instead of candy. More fulfilling. Yeah. If I'm gonna waste yeah. my calories, I'm gonna waste it on something good. Oh, I mean I'm a sucker for Sour Patch Kids. I Sour like, Patch I Kids do, are my jam. I do like I like the trolleys. Those little like sour worm trolleys. Oh yeah. Those are my favorite. <laughs> we have we have a funny story about that. I sent Rob what I think seven pounds of the <laughs> The sour trolley gummy worms as a practical joke one year. That's funny. I'll send you guys a website that uh, you can order a certain kind of gummy uh, anonymously and you can send it to someone. Um, but Don't do I that to Rob. Yeah. I just ordered it on Amazon and sent it to Rob. <laughs> I like opened the bag, took out a Ziploc bag's worth, 
and then just gave out the rest to my fat ass coworkers in Wyoming. Yeah, and I, I mailed like one or two out to like SOS followers because I was like, I can't eat all this shit. Um, I would answer that question though with, I would probably just do candy corn. I figured, I figured you would. <laughs> I know how you work, Rob. Rob. Rob has a huge sweet tooth and can't go without candy. What did Carrie put in the chat? Do you want us to use this? No, no. I'm just telling you, like, go check it out. Google it, and you can order a box of gummies and send them oh. to somebody anonymously. So you can it's send a bag them of dicks. You. Yeah, you can literally send it to Rob. But it's a I'm bunch of little. Rob. It's a bunch of little gummies, and it look. That's what I'm they gonna send like. it to Amanda. They're shaped like that, and it comes with a, a sign on it that says someone wants you to eat a bag, and that's what that's what it is. But it, it's awesome. anonymous, like it's it doesn't they, they won't tell who it came from or anything. So, and they're cheap. Yeah. It's like twenty bucks. I'll send, so, I'll send it to Amanda, Rob. When I was when I was in Wyoming for my birthday one year, I had to piss someone off, or someone thought it was funny, but they sent me like a present and you know it said happy birthday on the outside of it <clears throat> and it was like this tube and i'm trying to like figure out how to open it it doesn't say who it's from it doesn't say where it's from i open it up and it explodes with confetti everywhere and it was a bunch of like dicks <laughs> and then on the inside it says happy birthday you're a dick and i was like and then it gave you like the website where you could like order it yeah other people but it didn't say who it was from i was like yeah that's hilarious. to this day i don't even know who did it because it was like before i even knew austin that's what you're getting for your birthday next year rob <laughs> i just won't open it right all right next question all right okay would you rather go back to the past and meet your loved ones who passed away or go to the future to meet your children or grandchildren to be oh that's a good one so if I go back to the past, can I make some changes <laughs> and some investments? No, you can't do that. It's um, called the butterfly effect, and that's not yeah, allowed. Yeah, no. uh, I don't know if I'd want to go into the future. I think the future would scare me. I think if I could go into the future and if I saw like what our – I mean, just as – again, maybe this is getting a little too deep, but seeing like where our society is going and kind of the way things are going, if I was to go 20 years in the future and see that it was jacked up and like things were horrible and then had to go back and – continue to live my life knowing that that's what I had to coming ahead but of me. You can do, but you could do things to try to like fix those. Things. Yeah. I mean, you could I maybe mean, to a point. like, a, to on, a, like point. a micro scale, maybe, but like, if it's yeah. like totally jacked up, like, you know, it takes apocalypse. Like, yeah. It takes a lot of people to fix like a totally jacked up society and nation. So like, I think I'd rather go in the past, you know, like if, I always said, like, if I could go back, there's like some like people that passed away and see, Oh, look at that one. See, mine's sleeping. He's in the other room sleeping. I thought he would have come in here right now, but yeah, I locked mine out. He's, <laughs> um, but no, I think I'd go in the past because I don't think I'd want to see the future. And, and then, you know, I don't know. That scares me. Yeah, I think I'm gonna go with the past too, just because there's people I want to meet uh, that I never got the chance to meet. So, so I guess another again, not trying to steal your thunder here, Rob. I definitely hear what you have to say, but if you could go back in time and meet any person, any any person. Who would you want to go back in time and meet? I mean, this. I mean, honestly, my mom because she died when I was two. Oh wow! 
Way to make this emotional, man. I'm, like, I'm, just, I'm just being honest. You had to freaking ruin it. I'm just being all honest. sad and shit. Way to go, Austin. Way to ruin the podcast. No, Rob, no, no, that's a good answer. The, I'm good. just being honest. The so, Rob, future or past? Uh, probably, probably future. Because I'm more interested in what the future is, and I think it'd be interested, interesting Elon to Musk is gonna figure it out if I even had kids or not. Yeah. So, chips in your brain yeah. and robots in your houses. And mm-hmm. hey, Elon Musk will be president by then. You know. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> He's next. The Android just, version of him, he like just, the. He just bought yeah. Twitter, so. He puts his brain yeah. into a, a robot, and it's like. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what scares me. That's why I don't want to go to the future because I'll just be like, this isn't worth it. No, he just bought Twitter, then he's gonna buy Facebook, and then we'll be good. I'm I'm a fan. There'll be future right, next like question. Would you rather have photo a photographic memory or an IQ of two hundred? Wow. That's a good one. Uh, so the question is, when, if I have an IQ of 200, have I had it the whole time or is it just like immediately? Right yeah. now, tomorrow morning, you wake up with your photographic memory or an IQ of 200. I'm going to go with an IQ of 200. Why? I could be the next like Elon Musk if I had an IQ of 200. I, my, my only concern with an IQ that high is that there's very few people with an IQ that high, and I think you would get mm-hmm. bored with life because you're. You would... It depends because your social, your yeah. social IQ might go down. Right. Yeah, I, and that's the thing. Like you, you don't have. There's nothing that excites you, or there's nothing that uh, challenges you, or the people, you, the conversations you have with people don't challenge you. I, I don't know. I mean, a photographic memory would be pretty cool to be able to like see things and remember them, or you know. I, th- I think just because I struggle with that part, like with my ADD, I struggle with focusing and I struggle with remembering things. Um, I'm horrible with names. You know, if I meet somebody new, at the, at literally, uh, you'll introduce me to somebody and at the end of the conversation, I'll forget their name. It's just my brain. It's just how it works. Like I have to keep repeating it to myself in my head and then try to keep using it to remember it. But um, I think I would take photographic memory, you know, just because it'd be nice to be able to remember everything. Yeah, no, I, I feel you on that. I have really bad AD, ADD too, and I oh, just can't remember shit. It's horrible. It's horrible. What you picking, Rob? <laughs> Yo, Allie is on one. She's <laughs> losing her shit right now. Yeah, well, hurry up. She's like, all right, you've been on an hour uh, and a half. I'm going to do IQ 200. Like, I need all the help I can get. <laughs> I'm way too dumb. I need it. All right, next question. Go. Would you rather go on a cruise with your boss or never go on a vacation ever again? Oh. You know, I would take a with my current boss, I would take a go on a cruise with my boss because he's actually um my new boss is is pretty cool. Him and I get along really well together. He is a uh, he's a good guy, he's a hard worker, he's fun. Um, he's, he's very direct and, you know, he's not, you know, I, I, he's kind of made me step outside my comfort zone, I, but he's, he's a good guy. So I would, I would take my boss at this time for sure. Just never you and your boss going on a cruise. If you asked me this in the past, I might've said, you know, never, never go on a vacation ever again. But, um, at this point in time, I would go with my boss on a cruise. Okay. What about you, Rob? 
I fucking hate my boss. And I knew it. I hope he's listening. I hate him. I, I hope he's listening. He's literally the worst. He doesn't listen to this podcast, so I can definitely talk shit about him. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, actually, I really like my boss. He's cool as fuck. Okay. Um, I was going to say, wow. No, 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 no. He, he listens to the podcast and, um, he's actually, he's like a big brother to me. He's, he's fucking awesome. He's outstanding. I was going to say, I do remember you posting some stuff about him in the past. So I was a little, yeah, yeah, yeah. I get along with him really good. He he was, he was on my stories yesterday when I was talking about like Allie's real side versus her work side. (laughs) She Um, she was wigging out over that steak, man. Yeah, yeah, losing her shit. All right. Uh, yeah, what about this, you? I mean, this doesn't really affect me as much because I'm my own boss. I am your boss. You're not my boss. So let's be honest. You think you think you're my boss. I know I'm your boss. <laughs> you're my exec. I mean, okay, uh, I'll go on a cruise with you as long as I can throw you overboard. <laughs> <laughs> I can feel the love. All right. Fair enough. <laughs> On to the next. Last Fair question. Okay, go um, ahead. Would you rather smooch with Chris Pratt, Chris Pine, Chris Evans, or Chris Hemsworth? Oh. You have to kiss one. <laughs> who are you kissing? I don't even – I got to remember who all these people are. I got to check them out, see which ones. Um, Chris Pratt was uh, – you know Dino who that dad. is, right? <laughs> was what? Dino Dad. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Chris Evans is in the Avengers. Uh, He's Captain America. Chris Hemsworth is uh, Thor. And then who's Chris Pine? He's, uh, I don't know. I don't know what movie he's in recently. Bring them up. That way Zeke can pick his dude he's going to (laughs) kiss. Chris Pine was in Wonder Woman. I'm definitely not picking Thor. Not at all. No, no, he's too manly. Yeah, he's <laughs> there. <laughs> Definitely not picking Thor. I'm leaning. I'm leaning towards Captain America. I don't know. You know. Yeah. I mean, yeah, my is... thought, my, my thought would be either Chris Evans or Chris Pratt. Yeah, I don't know. Captain America's got some soft features, so I don't know. Yeah, I think I'm yeah. gonna go. I think I'm gonna go to Chris Pratt and go with Dino Dad. I can't. I gotta. I can't remember. Wait, Dino Dad. Like, what are you talking about? Talk about something recent that he was in. Jurassic World, motherfucker. Dino Dad. Oh, oh say Jurassic Pratt. World. Yeah, Chris then. Pratt's a cool dude. No, no. I think I'm still. I think I'm still going for Captain America. Yeah, I like Chris Pratt. I, I'm just see what, see what I mean about being bad with names. Like, I don't. This is why I need a photographic memory over a 200 <laughs> IQ because I can't right. remember people. But yeah, no. I would. I think I'm going to go with Captain America for sure. If okay. I got to kiss a dude, it's got to be. Captain America. Who are you going with, Rob? Oh, Chris Pratt, hands down. Yeah. I I definitely kiss him. <laughs> Good looking guy. And I think he would get like the no homo part, so like it wouldn't go past like a kiss. So um I'm down I'm down with a little smooch with Chris Pratt. <laughs> that's hilarious. Okay, that's and that's it. That's it. Ending on a kiss. Yeah, (laughs) ended on a kiss. All right, stick around for a second. We're gonna, I'm gonna close this out, and then we're gonna get a group picture, and we're gonna go about our nights. All right, 
everyone thank you for joining and listening or viewing the fight like hell podcast you can find us on all social platforms whether it's youtube through spotify the podcast through apple whatever you listen to if you have a stupid ass android you can find us there too with whatever fucking bullshit app you guys use um yeah thank you for joining us please like subscribe give us a rating uh Rate us off of my commentary, not Austin's, and it should be a pretty good rating. All right. Thanks for joining us. Peace.